Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. My guests today are Johnny and Youssef from propanefitness.com. And they're joining me for another Life Hacks episode so you can sit back and enjoy as we run through our favorite tools, apps, websites, strategies, and resources for a productive and efficient life. Expect to learn why I've become fully obsessed with my new bike desk, Johnny's solution for protein cereal, how to get free Amazon delivery within a couple of hours, the best tricks to get the most out of Spotify, why Yusuf is obsessed with his new pressure cooker, Apple's fantastic new iPhone background sounds feature, and much more. Don't forget that you might be listening but not subscribed, and that means that you will miss upcoming episodes when they go live. So go to Spotify and press follow. It's in the middle of the screen or on the plus button in the top right-hand corner of Apple Podcasts. It supports the show. It makes me very happy indeed, and it means that you're not going to miss episodes when they go up. I thank you. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. But now ladies and gentlemen please welcome Johnny and Yusuf. In case people at home are wondering why I'm in an unfamiliar setting, many of you may not have seen me here before. This is my house in Newcastle, and this is the studio that probably 350 or 400 episodes of the podcast has been done in. And I'm back for Johnny's wedding this week. So I've flown back from America, survived the flight, all went well, uh, and I'm here. So the next few episodes that you're going to see will be with me in this kind of surroundings. Also, if you're not familiar with Life Hacks, it's been a little while since we did one. This was the first ever series that we did on the show and it's continued. Now this will be like the 20th episode. We do a little round table. We've come up with how to make a great toasted sandwich or a new exercise desk or whatever else we get into. And then one of them puts it forward, suggests why they think it's a great idea. And then the other two either tear it to pieces or immediately go on Amazon and buy it. So if there's anything that you like the sound of that we go through today, there'll be links to all of the stuff that we talk about in the show notes below and that's pretty much it anything i missed just that normally what happens at this point is you hot potato me and i have to say the first one well it's interesting because i did actually bring a potato uh, which you'll find if you open iMessage there is a potato in there uh johnny please give us your first it's, life hack oh it's boiling warm. hot yeah it is it's, it's microwaved hot. almost so hot that i'm tempted to throw it back but i'll 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 keep a hold of it. Good. So my first one is, I think, a symptom of the fact that I'm now over 30, getting older, and clearly 
the various social media platforms know this and they've started targeting me with a lot of skincare products. I don't know whether you two get this. Yeah. Yeah. Not loads, but maybe. Not Chris, because Chris is just ageless. <laughs> Always beautiful. Benjamin Button. Um, so there's a there's this brand that's been like over and over and over again. And I've just been ground down over time. And it's called Lumen. Have you seen this before? No. You haven't seen it? Wow. It's so weird, isn't it? Because in my world, it's like, what? You haven't seen it? You haven't seen it? So I see it like every day. So it's a, it's like, a, they try and get you on a subscription, but they have this cool thing where you, you go onto their website, you answer some questions. Because it's something that you've said to me before, Chris, like use a moisturizer and all this sort of stuff. And I don't really put any effort into it. And I kind of want to, but I don't really know where to begin. And it all looks really expensive and quite intimidating. So you go through and go through their like questionnaire. They ask you questions about your skin types and all that sort of stuff. And then they just send you a little kit with loads of little tubs in that are really like aesthetic and nice. And they smell nice and they feel nice. And I've been using those for a while. And I think they good. send the same set of little tubs. To I don't everyone. want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. In case, well, like are you trying it's... to say that the quiz, the entire quiz is just a show and everyone receives the same bundle of products? <laughs> that it's all just a facade to make you feel like you're getting a really nice customized medical service. It's all service. just pseudocreme. Pseudocreme in various forms. <laughs> Black pseudocreme. Size tubs. Okay, so what's, it... what's your current skincare r- routine then? How long have you got? No, I'm just joking. It's not that complicated. So there's a there's like a, a face wash, like a charcoal face wash. Why charcoal's in it? I don't know, but it it feels like it's great and like there's some secret mechanism to that charcoal face wash is a anti-aging moisturizer and then there's a charcoal scrub this is starting to sound like the opening scene of american psycho (laughs) this is a charcoal scrub that you use like a couple of times a week which does have this weird way of just taking the first layer of your skin off so that feels a bit strange so it's those three things and you rotate them and there's different packs that you get sent depending on your skin type and the like the sort of skin you have like the whether you've had spots or, or things like that in the past so i found it pretty good i've enjoyed the experience How i think i'm probably going to get it again good question <laughs> it varies <laughs> so it varies depending on the pack you get but it's like it's also in dollars but like 30 to 50 dollars for a set that they say will last you for a month but you can stretch that out like i miss days yeah i'm not you're supposed to use it twice a day i don't no use it twice a day Twice a I know it feels Come excessive. On, they also this have is actually it. the next video on the channel. Wait, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Uh, but don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm going to go through my five step morning routine with my skincare as an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's that's what I could see you doing. There'll probably now Very be an much. ad in while this video is happening. If you're on YouTube, that's the Lumen ad. How do you, so you just spell click, it? click on that. I believe it's L U M I N. Got you. Because Lumen, is that not the metabolism breathalyzer thing? Correct. Perilously close. That's what I thought you were on about at first. Oh, I, no, hey, man, no. I, I said it ages ago. Every person needs, uh, you probably need something more than just a moisturizer, but the sooner that you can start moisturizing, I think the better. Find one that works with your skin and just use it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, hey, I'm, I'm down. I will, I will check it out. Yousef, what have you got? I would love to show you this one. But I daren't touch any of the equipment around me. It would be perilous yes. to do that because I have a grounding issue and it could cause the camera to turn off. But I have or had an alcove in my room, a little niche, you could call it, of uh, of wall that I would, had a, a bar in there and hanging some clothes and a pile of kind of mismatched drawers and that kind of thing. 
thinking there's no way that I'm going to be able to get a wardrobe that fits exactly that. And then I found the IKEA custom wardrobe service. So you can book in like a Zoom call with someone in an IKEA Swedish. outfit, Swedish with like a blurred background and their ears colored in with, with crayon. And you, they just talk you through measurements and they build you a wardrobe custom to the space and you can choose what type of storage you want in it. So now it's it's added a lot of perceived space to my room because it's got mirrored door and it's incredible. It just feel the room just feels so much less stressful. For clarity, you were on a Skype call or a Zoom call with a person from IKEA with a tape measure and they were coaching you through how to measure the wall. This happened. Yeah. <laughs> do they do anything else apart that? from just like get the tape measure and hold one end of it and is there more to it than that? Yeah, so, so they say, hello, my my name is Chlamme. I am calling from Ikea. Can you please tell me the width, depth and height of your thing? Okay, here's the, and they get a digital mock-up and they share a screen and they go like, okay, would you like drawers up to here? And how, how many, have you got lots of trousers or have you got lots of jackets? And, and they help you to design a custom thing. And that's a thing. free service. It's pretty cheap. Free service, well, obviously you pay for the wardrobe. Yes. But the, you were paying for the wardrobe the measurement anyway. It's free. Yeah. Is the wardrobe more expensive? I presume it is. It was about five hundred and fifty pounds oh in total. My God. Yes, that's a as as wardrobes go, that's pretty expensive. It's probably cheap for a custom fit wardrobe, though. Yep. Also, oh depends, yeah, like the depends on the lens you look at it through, isn't it? But yeah, maybe more true. than I more than I was expecting, but. Sounds like you're very, very happy with it. Which is so I think I think the mirrored doors are what adds to the price. Like if you got ah, just okay. plain doors, it would be like 300 quid. Got you. And what's got that it. called? IKEA Custom what? How do people get it? Uh, if, I think if you just search IKEA Custom Wardrobe, PAX is what it's called, P-A-X. All right. Lovely. Do they do other custom stuff? Yeah, it's they do. Wood. That's all storage solutions. It's pretty I nice. Like it. <clears throat> right. This one has been requested an awful lot because I made the error of bringing up a product on an episode with Balaji, uh, and then I, I didn't describe precisely which one it was, which sent people into a tailspin. So this is my new cycling desk, which I got <clears throat> after learning a lot about Zone 2 cardio and the benefits of Zone 2, Zone 2 being pretty gentle, for most people, 110 to maybe 135 BPM heart rate stuff could hold a conversation with a little bit of breathing in between, basically. That's where, that's where Zone 2 is. Andrew Huberman's a huge fan of it. You need to be doing between 120 and 180 minutes per week if you can. It is train slow to run fast is the strategy behind it, that it helps you to train in an aerobic base, which then gives you more of a ceiling until you need to go anaerobic, all this sort of stuff. Uh, problem is that Zone 2 sucks dick. It is such an unbelievably boring way to train. Unless you're into like trail running or kind of aggressive hiking, it's actually quite difficult to find a pace on your feet to to move at that because it's not a jog. A jog is going to, at least for me, is going to put me into the 140s, but a walk is going to keep me around about 100. So I'm in this kind of dead zone in between the two. It's also supposed to be very good. I mean, you guys could probably stress test this once I'm done. Really good for fat loss, apparently, if you were to continue to do it. Uh, anyway, 
I was talking to some of the boys in the uh, autistic degenerates group chat I've got from Austin and asking their solutions for it. And a bunch of them had treadmill desks that you can slide underneath. One of the problems that you have there is that you're moving up and down, which actually makes it a little bit more difficult to type. It's good for uh, calls if you've got lots of conferencing, apart from the fact that you're obviously walking, which is a bit of a dick move to the other person. Uh, Long story short, I spent an entire evening very, very carefully analyzing the difference between every different cycling desk that I could find on Amazon. And I ended when up... you find yourself down like a weird rabbit hole of the internet, like, how did I get here? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, was looking, I was looking at the difference between the Exoputic Exawork 2000i and the, uh, the 1000i. So the one that I ended up going for was the Bluetooth folding exercise desk bike with 24 <laughs> workout programs and Bluetooth free thing. app. Um, that being said, it's one of my favorite purchases of this year. It is absolutely fantastic. The particular one that I went for is a little bit more, um, chunky. It's a little bit more well-built than the one that was below it. Unfortunately, the fact that it's got Bluetooth, that's what it's sold on. But what you actually want to buy it for is it's got a bigger backrest. It's got a bigger seat. They've got this really special, um, airflow seat thing a lot of the criticisms of the other ones were that after half an hour it was very painful on your bum so i wanted one that i knew i could do a long session on obviously if you're trying to accumulate 180 minutes on something per week that's a good bit of time sat on something if it's uncomfortable it's going to suck uh it's a magnetic drive so it's completely silent when you're turning over so if you are on calls or if you're doing anything else no one can hear uh on top of that, the magnetic resistance, which is linked to your phone because everything needs Bluetooth, including your exercise desk. Uh, the <laughs> magnetic resistance, if you turn it up to level 24, which is the highest it goes, is like a 10% gradient. It is unbelievably hard. There's no way you could work whilst doing that. It's like a max effort, RPE 8 cycle. Uh, long story short, it links in with your whoop strap, so it'll broadcast your heart rate from your whoop strap to the app and track distance, calories, uh, all of that stuff linked in with this. It'll give you totally total calories burned and total time spent on the bike per week. It'll give you that in the app as well. So I'm actually quite glad that I did get the one with Bluetooth. And I think in a week, last week, I ended up accumulating 3,000 calories burned just while I was sat turning over, answering emails, uh, taking a few calls. I do find it quite hard to do anything more cognitively demanding than scheduling and simple email replies even a a slightly complex phone call where i'm having to do a bit of cognition is is a bit much but all in all really really happy with it it was 350 dollars. so the one that i'm talking about is the only one that you could get uh, i think you can only get this in america which is unfortunate there is an equivalent one in the UK, which has a backrest to it as well. And I bought my dad that for his birthday. It was the closest one that I could get. There's only one in the UK that has a backrest. That's the one to go for. Main reason being that you've got a slightly more sort of, rather than an upright seated position, you're a little bit more sat back. You know, like those, the ones that you'll get in uh, a David Lloyd's gym and the, mm-hmm. the, the foot pedals are away from you and you kind of sat down and there's handles either side. It's a little bit more like that. Uh, if you want to get more zone two cardio in, or if you spend a lot of time working from home and you want to get a, a bit more calorie expenditure, the Exoputic so Exawork 2000i is what to go for. I'm really glad that you've guinea picked that because I've seen those and I always thought, oh, it's one of those things that could end up becoming a, a new like drying rack in your house. So it's great to know that 
it doesn't interrupt calls and because you're right like zone two is very hard to achieve on your feet because it's kind of an uphill walk and you you can't really design a route where you're only walking uphill unless you live in edinburgh where it's like an escher painting and everything's uphill <laughs> so yeah it's I, brilliant I'm, i think i'm gonna get i'm one. sold yeah i'm sold on one yeah they i honestly i i it's rare because you're, you're totally right it's the sort of thing that you would end up looking at researching getting excited about buying and then going fuck shouldn't have got that but it kind of as the only way that this could go wrong is if it's not sufficiently comfortable or if there was some issue with the biomechanics of how it fits your particular frame because but when they add bluetooth it's like oh it's got the wrong bluetooth version and it can't connect to the thing or yeah maybe even with that they have foolproof that as well because there's a l lcd screen um that allows you to do that now it might be worth uh everybody emailing exaputic exawork and seeing if they'll ship to the uk because oh, yes. that that is the Let's one crowdsource the pressure yeah that being said though the version that i got my dad was 120 quid so 120 pounds for this and it's got the top and you, it's got a wrist rest so that you can actually lean on it a little bit while you're working away and what's it missing the bluetooth piece it's a basically a completely different it's the same looking construction but i can't vouch for the seat quality i can't vouch right, for okay. the build i can't vouch for you know most of the most of the stuff but i think 120 quid drops it into like a, a level where you buy it and if it doesn't work it's like not like oh yeah. god where you know you start moving towards 500 quid it starts to get like a yeah. you better use to that. be honest i'm surprised it was the the low side of 500 quid i thought it would be in the thousands, thousands. me too yeah me too so, I, I, which I mean, makes me worried because I think 120 quid, is it going to be rickety? Like, could you be halfway through an email and you just fall off? <laughs> I think there's just not the demand for them yet. Yeah, I, I bet in, in a couple of, well, after this episode airs, they'll all... <laughs> well, there'll be a link. I'll try, I'll, I'll find the one uh, for the UK that I got my dad and I'll put that in the show notes and I'll put the Exoputic Exowork 2000i and I'll throw that in the in the show notes as well. But yeah, I'm... Put the I'm, email address of the, the founder <laughs> so that we can all, yeah, we can yeah, all yeah. hammer them. So you can harass them. Uh, I think if you can't find one or if you end up finding that the, the version that you get is uncomfortable, the general rule of some form of exercise bike treadmill thing at your desk for doing uh, work in. It makes emails... I, I genuinely look forward to doing my emails because I get two amounts of satisfaction off the other side of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's I got to do 60 minutes of sitting down and replying to people, but I'm going to burn 400 calories, five maybe 450 calories in that hour. Pretty good, pretty bloody. It's kind of a nice way to batch it as well, right? It's like you've created the time, unless you're just going to cycle indefinitely. Like, but when you stop, like by the time I stop cycling, I should have cleared my emails. Yep. Quite a nice rule to have. Pretty good. Uh, right, Johan, what you got? Right. I've right. never seen you that, that excited about a life hack, by the way. It's, this is my favourite list. Hundreds. This is my favourite list that of ones that I've done. Okay. Mine just feels so shit in comparison, but here we go. Bring it in. Um, so, th- so this is Surreal Cereal. So it is a cereal brand called Surreal. S-U-R-R-E-A-L. Right. Now, there's there's loads of these cropping up now. Like, when I first found these, it's because Tim Ferriss mentions a brand at the start of his podcast I did for a while. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a low-calorie, yes, low-calorie, low-carb, technically, I think, keto-friendly cereal, a lot of big names behind it. Um, and I was like, that sounds class. You it's look very at it, nice. It's very nice. Yeah, very I, I bet. You can only get it, or you could only get it in the US. They ship internationally now, but it's kind of, it's... 
well anyway. quite pricey yeah so this stuff's not cheap either um but this at the time was the only brand in the uk that i could find that was reasonably priced that looked nice so i ordered like i think i ordered like eight boxes um <laughs> yeah um it's really like it's it's the same sort of thing as like a grenade bar right a grenade bar to a mars bar you can kind of tell that it's higher in protein and lower in sugar and all that sort of stuff but if you're mixing it with things like a kavag like a white chocolate pudding thing whatever what are they it's not yeah. a pudding it's yeah. not a yogurt so you know what i mean or into something that it's just great because it's the it's the crunch of cereal without the calories of cereal and i really enjoy it so what are the best flavors that you got so there is one which is i think peanut butter which obviously i couldn't get otherwise i would have had to go to hospital um so i tried chocolate which is not that nice normally my rule is always get chocolate flavor because it's always flavored with chocolate not in this case the like the sugared like the the frosted um one is the nicest one by far and away so like the frosty's equivalent um i don't really know what it's i don't think it's it's not coated with sugar but it's coated with something that tastes like sugar so it's great good enough Sur- for me surreal yeah. surreal well the i would like to just highlight this little nugget of wisdom that johnny's just dropped on the side there of always go for chocolate flavor rather than something mad i think that's been a previous life hack yeah i think it is it possibly is. because yeah. flavored with the chocolate probably except if it's some kind of health product where they they try and jimmy it by saying it's low carb or whatever because then they'll end up using like carob extracts rather than <clears throat> actual cocoa funnily enough i think there's no cocoa in the um exactly as you, you called it in the um, chocolate yeah hell. well i mean <clears throat> i think any, anything now the food industry is catching up to what bros have been jerry-rigging for the last <laughs> decade and a half you know when you'd make protein pancakes but they would be awful because you would have just poured some impact way over the top of, mm-hmm. of pancakes and gone well this this surely can't make any difference and they come out and it tastes terrible and it looks terrible and the consistency is awful and it's all powdery and stuff but it's- yeah i mean magic spoon i've had that a good bit in america and high high protein cereal here's the other thing as well that i loved about it it's not just the high protein high protein things good but it's the reduction in the amount of sugar and carbs that you get in it because i find mm-hmm. the sort of size of bowl of cereal that i imagine you eat jonathan <laughs> will be similar to the ones that me and you yeah. do which is an industrial size bowl and the problem it's not a 30 that, gram serving yeah is it the, yeah yeah I mean, who eats that's that's completely insane when you do that i get usually about an hour afterward i get a bit of a slump i can feel inflammation mm-hmm. going a little bit and i get that sort of tingly feeling around the and i'm just like ah my sugar's like my blood sugar i imagine goes. your forearms look like they're very, about to burst yeah very turgid uh yousef my suit for johnny's wedding is having to get sized up <laughs> exclusively because it doesn't fit on the forearms it's literally the forearms <laughs> i was I'm challenged to, to pinch pinch a centimeter of material and I couldn't do it. Couldn't get anything. Like the skin of a well, balloon. It's, we've described it as one of those old water snakes that you used to get from the pound shop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Surreal cereal. Uh, is there, there must yes. be some sort of discount intro y scenario, is there? I'm not sure. Um, I can have a look. I don't think there is. Um, someone will be able to snide. But, Go on yeah. the website. I'm sure you'll be able to snide it. Right. Yusuf, what you got? So I've, I've actually been doing some thinking about the, the way that I broadly categorize life hacks and 
I've kind of landed on a categorization system that's basically physical and digital. So I've given you a physical one. What follows is a digital. <laughs> is it Alfred? So it is to appify a website. So we've probably done this, the three of us, but most people don't know that if there's a website that you frequently visit and you'd prefer, and it's got, you know, mobile friendly, but you'd prefer to be able to access it from your home screen, press the little share button, which looks like a square with an arrow coming out of it, or it'll look like a, like a phallic symbol if you're using Android. Um, and you can then say add to home screen and it'll generate what's functionally an app on your home screen. So it avoids you having to go like into Safari and find the thing or press on your favorites. So we do that with our program that we uh, that we teach coaches to to package their services online with. And you can do it with any website. I'm right in thinking, it, at least on iPhone, it displays in a different way as well. It goes into kind of a full screen, a more full screen mode, I think. Yeah, it doesn't show the address bar, so it just gives you a oh, full screen really? experience. Yeah. So, I mean, if you use a website for coaching for what your coach sends you for programming and stuff like that. I mean, everybody needs to be using, I'm pretty sure that that was exactly what I used to use it for before Rom one had an app. I remember that I was yeah. using th that yeah. for the precise same thing. It's just like a, and it's also like bookmarks that you frequently visit. It's so, such a simple way of having them on your home screen. Yeah. It's even cool. if, you, even if it, it wasn't the increased uh, screen size, just the ease of access hitting them yeah. on the home screen. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. Uh right, okay. So this was sent in by Eric Jorgensen, the guy that wrote uh, the Navalmanac. And you guys may be familiar with this. Pro tip, if you cancel your Zoom subscription, they'll offer you thirty percent off your renewal price immediately. I didn't know that. Takes thirty seconds. I'm not sure how I feel about that as a as a business model, because they're then rewarding that well they're they're penalizing loyal customers aren't they mm. retention's the name of the game baby you know this mm. clicks, clicks i wonder how i wonder how long we'll keep that running for maybe well i mean something tells me that even the volume of people that are going to go and try and cancel their zoom subscription after this is going to be a dent in do you remember during the pandemic when Delivery. a chinese a chinese company called zoom their stock price increased by 150% due to people buying the wrong Zoom company. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That would, that would have been a scary moment for the uh, the CEO and the board members. Fuck it out! I remember hearing a similar thing with deliver and delivery was new where you could like, I never did this, full disclaimer, but you could, when I think someone on the on this podcast told me about it. Yep. When the delivery arrived, you could claim, say claim that none of the items were available in the order, and if it was under fifty pounds, they would instantly give you your money back without investigating. So James, <laughs> James, who used to work for us, this still works, by the way. James, who worked oh for God. us, cycled between Deliveroo uh, and Uber Eats using the exact same thing, ordering lunch off one, dinner off the other. When it arrived, something's wrong with my order. What's wrong? items are missing, which items, all items, make sure that his order was under £50 and they would just instantly refund him. He's now banned from Deliveroo for life. He can't, they, they won't give him an account. Stealing from restaurants anymore. in he, sequence. Because it, it comes off, I'm pretty sure Deliveroo just pay it straight out 
Um, but yeah, I, he accumulated weeks and weeks and weeks of food doing this. Fillet steak for lunch. Yes, and stuff. correct. Yes. <laughs> I imagine ordering. delivery pay the restaurant. It'll be delivery that's losing out. Yes. I would have thought. So I think. But yeah, if you go to cancel your Zoom subscription, they'll offer you 30% <coughs> off your renewal price and it takes 30 seconds. Thank you, Eric. Johnny. It's you. That was me. Oh, no, that was you. Yes. Goodness me. Um, so this one I didn't think was a hack, but I've mentioned it to a few people and each person I mentioned it to hadn't heard of it. So I'm hoping I don't get absolutely shot down with this. So if you have Amazon Prime and you order something which is next day delivery, once you've ordered it, you can go into orders, like my orders, the order, and then select, just change it from free next day to free rush shipping. And then it just arrives a couple of hours later instead of the following day. So there are certain things that come they just have the availability to be for no extra charge to just arrive before 10 p.m. Is that not I always available feel like when before editing the order? You can do it after ordering. It, sometimes it's available before editing. Yes. And there are some things where it'll say before 10 p.m. But on quite a few things, if there's next day available, there is also a rush available. So I've had I things arrive. There's, a, there's like a red klaxon and... and light like the panic button that goes off in the warehouses when someone does that and they go oh quick and the guy like runs over and stuffs it into his pocket and like gets on his scooter and flies over to your house i've had stuff delivered from amazon using this process that it that it arrived in less time than it would have taken me to go out to a shop and buy it and come back to the house what's the quickest that something's arrived do you think from order to arrival within 90 minutes for like food-based things so i had a bag of coffee beans delivered 90 minutes after I ordered them. Wow. So you two clearly didn't know about that. So I'm, I'm, that's a big one. Like Dude, I use that all the time. Really? It's so good. Yeah. Well, how, when do you order stuff that you need within hours? It's little, it's little things like, um, batteries whiteboard, or whatever. whiteboard pens, batteries, right, okay. golf balls. Yeah. Like things that, things that I'm like, Oh fuck, I really could do with those by tomorrow morning. Get them I know. Don't need to wait till tomorrow morning. Get them by 10 PM. Get them today. Yeah. yeah, America has uh, some of that. It, it, they don't call it rush over there, but where you can designate a time today. Do you want it from seven until eleven, eleven until three, or three until seven today? And uh, that's nice. that's pretty enjoyable on Amazon. Yeah, I'm still waiting for drone delivery. There's so in Austin at the moment there are these little robot fridges. It looks like a little robot fridge. Are there some in the UK? Have these been around? In Mil- the UK? Milton Keynes. Right, yeah. So it's a little robot that's got food in it. It does food delivery, and it it stops at the side of roads and waits for traffic to go by and the light to change, and it just delivers your food. And it's Amazon. Amazon no, no, something something else, else, some other service. Amazon do have those shops where like there's no staff in the shop, and you go in. Go. Yeah, you go in, just pick stuff up, and it knows what you picked up, and it bills you. Mm -hmm. Feel really uncomfortable, wouldn't it? There's a bunch of videos online uh, trying to shoplift in Amazon Go. (laughs) <laughs> like both going in in the same time or something like that I don't or... I haven't seen them I've just seen them pop up on my right free rush shipping after ordering on Amazon Prime dude I like that especially if it's especially if it's not available so the saving money thing is is good but if it's not available when you go on and yet it is available upon editing 
That's a, mm. a genuine hack. This is why, is. for the people whose first life hacks this is, this is what we're here for. It's the peak <laughs> autist back-end time. Like, it, it only works <laughs> in one millionth of a of a times like operation and yet we're very excited about it this and what, is what you here. guys don't see is the thousands of life hacks that didn't make it to this table <laughs> yeah, if you all think, the failed stuff. if you think these are shit imagine how bad the ones that didn't get on here are <laughs> it's the things that we're we're too embarrassed to bring up yes because yeah. they're so weird yeah. that's the real life hacks list the viagra the, hammer that didn't work yeah <laughs> the after hour after hours list right Yusuf what you got this is one that I originally was made aware of by Tim Ferriss's mate who loves foiling and goes onto his podcast and talks to him about foiling for three hours I forgot his name so it's actually based on a modality of psychotherapy known as internal family systems and the idea is that you are not a single personality, a single unit of consciousness. You are multiple sub-personalities that are frozen in time at different stages of your life, depending on what happened in your life. And they run certain scripts in response to stimuli that you're exposed to. And so they have different roles in your psyche and they are to protect you or to keep you safe or happy or whatever it is. And so it's a technique for if your mind is rushing and you're you're lying in bed, for example, and you've got loads of stuff going on, is to do the board member exercise, the boardroom. So you imagine that you are at the head of a table, you're sat at the boardroom, you're wearing the suit, and then there's loads of different versions of you sat around the table. And the these versions of you represent different domains of your life. So you could have the finance version of you that's got the the accountant's hat and the cigar and you've got the fitness version of you that's in the Gymshark um, sort of cute onesie thing and you've got the work version of you that's in your work gear and all these different things and, and you just go around the table and you say right everyone else shut up you tell me what's on your mind you've got five minutes everyone has to stop and listen and then you let them speak and then when they're done you go okay are you finished yeah brilliant move on to the next one and just work your way around and it sounds silly but it is the most relaxing thing that you could do because you squeeze the lemon of all these like little voices that are trying to be heard in your mind but aren't being given the full airtime. and afterwards your mind is so quiet you're just like oh and it lasts for like the last time i did it i think i had probably about 48 hours of deep quiet afterwards wow it's not like a daily thing you wouldn't do it every day or would you? Yeah, you can do. Okay. It depends how deep you want to go. You mentioned that this is a good technique for when your mind is feeling a bit of overwhelm, specifically. Yeah, very good for that. Uh, I think the the ultimate use case is if you're, you know, when you're lying in bed and for some reason, or you feel like, you feel like you've had too much caffeine or whatever, and your mind's just going, blah, 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 and you're like, oh, you can't even make sense of all the, the voices. And I think people are afraid of this kind of technique because they think, oh, well, I'm, I've not got multiple personality disorder. I'm not psychotic. But I think if you can just accept that, like, just humor the voices inside for a moment and don't worry about that as a as a thing. I, um, want, I do want to highlight up front that uh, past performance may not be an indicator of future profits with someone like Youssef because of the amount of time that he's spent meditating. 
I do feel like all of this Sedona method that you've done, releasing different strategy, I think that this probably enables you to maybe get disproportionate returns. Possibly, yeah. Like, you you know, you, you have to, it does require concentration. And there is also a, a sense of like, you've got to just kind of, even like when you start doing it, you'll be like, oh, this is silly. I'm just making it up here. But that's okay. Because if you're making it up, like it's what, what comes to mind came to mind for a reason. So that's still valid. How many sessions did you need to do before it didn't feel silly? <clears throat> to be honest, on the first one, because I was just like, I'm just going to commit to the method. So just dive in, dick and balls, and you'll be okay. Very nice. Okay. I'm going to so, give that a go on my desk exercise. Oh, I, one, of the, one final thing. How do you choose who sits around the table? That's a good question. I think it's it's the the key domains of your life, or like you could just stop and listen as an open open listening and be like, okay, who's what are the main voices? And then if someone else wants to join as well, you can be like, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, we forgot about you. You come and join the table too. Just a safety announcement as well. Like if you've got a history of psychosis, or if you feel like there's there's going to be some traumatic stuff that's bubbled up, then you know do this under the guidance of a psychotherapist in a safe environment. It's nearly been a year since you were working as a doctor and yet the medical practitioner still emerges <laughs> still every so up. often when, when required. Yeah, cool. Okay, so I've been flying an awful lot recently, uh, which is good. I, I love adventures and COVID was terrible for that, obviously. Uh, I gave a, a life hack, I think, on the last one, which was gate, is it D3 in Amsterdam Airport is the only gate which has seats that don't have bars in between the seats, so you can go and have a lie down if you're that stuck. That is a through. brilliant life hack. Yep, that's what we're here for, peak autism. Uh, <laughs> now, the, there's two here that I'm going to piece together. Reason being, I have been completely fucked in the ass a number of times by the slow resurgence of capacity within flights. However, the unwillingness of airlines to reduce down the number of flights that they send out so this is just causing delays across America. Anybody that's flown cross-country within America knows exactly what I'm talking about. Flights are being delayed. Then they do have some pretty intense weather, which can cause some really huge problems. Apparently, the main two issues, first one's pilots, but the second one is the crew of people, like the luggage loaders. Um, they, there is just nowhere near enough staff to deal with the volume People want to go back on holiday, but you can't just create the staff to give the capacity for people to go on holiday. So my first uh, piece of advice when looking at flights, especially through a site like Skyscanner, which everybody should be using as, as a, at least a beginning to have a look at it, reduce the number of connections that you have in order to stop delays. So a lot of the time you can't go direct, but sometimes you can make a choice between one and two connections. Now, the one connection may end up being a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. My flight back to Austin is five minutes longer, despite the fact that it has one fewer connection when I return than the version that I did on the way back. The problem being, the more flights that you rely on, the greater likelihood there is of you encountering one of those being delayed, which has a knock-on effect to miss the remainder. Really, really bad idea. So just by reducing that down, you reduce your exposure to different flights. Like, let's say there's a 10% chance of the flight being delayed. If you go for two instead of three, that's a good idea. This also ties in with another one, which is super important for flying internationally, and I'm using for America specifically, pick flights which immigrate at your destination. If you pick a flight which enters the country and then you have a connecting flight from that 
airport onward, American immigration specifically is an absolute pain in the ass. And you will wait and no one is going to help. You're not going to get to the front of the line because your flight leaves in two hours. That's not the way that it works. You will wait and there will be a very grumpy looking African-American woman who does not care about the fact that you need to leave to get to Miami or whatever it is. Uh, so those two things, obviously, you want to optimize for what's the best time of departure and what's the price and if I have upgrades or if I want to get upgrades and stuff. But I think reduce connections to avoid delays and pick flights which immigrate at the city destination that you're going to. Even if you arrive just after a huge flight's got in from Houston or something like that, it doesn't matter. You're at the back of the, the queue. Yeah, it's going to suck. The degree of anxiety that you have whilst wondering, am I going to miss my next flight to get to the next place? And then the downstream impact of that, especially if you're going on holiday, you're only on holiday for seven days or something, and you end up staying over another day. Uh, yeah, those are both that, important. That's a really good application of the broader principle of like, don't expect everything to go smoothly according to plan. Because if you mm. line up all of your dominoes, assuming that it's going to go absolutely textbook, like the same as the reason that Johnny and I are always late is because we fall foul to this. We assume that there'll be no traffic on the roads. And because once we made it from our house into the center of town in seven minutes. Yeah. Therefore, it's, it's a seven exactly... minute journey. No, it's not. <laughs> on average, it's a 14 minute journey. Yeah. 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 Johnny, good tips. Good tips. Um, so, my, so I, uh, well, because Chris keeps sort of nudging me to go back onto it, keep using a whip band. Yeah, and I've been back on a. I don't know how long I've been using it for, but I, 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 I'm always looking for things that improve my sleep, basically, just because that is. I'm sure we've all experienced the like, the night and day difference when you have a, when you have a good night's sleep. Um, I, I think when Yusuf tested them a couple of years ago, I bought some blue blocking glasses, some of the really extreme ones like the wrap around, yep. um, red, not not orange, seemed really extreme. Got nothing out of them. Never, didn't notice any difference not no change in whoop uh whoop data then read a lot of stuff online and yusuf mentioned about there we go about yes. um so this might be upsetting for you chris chris has got some that actually look nice rather than yeah <laughs> proper minor extreme. so yusuf chatted to a guy who runs a company that makes these things and knows a lot about them and was talking about how many of these products are just red plastic and don't actually block blue light so i then bought some of some proper ones and looked into like how do you validate whether these are legit or not because you put them on and they kind of see they kind of seem different there's a few tests you can do if you google it there's a few tests you can do where you look at images on screens and it'll tell you like this should look like this if it's blocking the blue light this should look gray this should look dark the ones that are actually blue blocking glasses make such a difference it, it's unbelievable like 10 minutes after putting them on i can feel this like down regulation and whoops like 10% increase in REM when I wear them. Wow. So getting some proper... It's so annoying to know that you've been wasting time with the other ones, isn't it? Stuff that's pointless. Walking around the house <laughs> looking like an idiot. Becca making fun of me. And they're just not even doing anything anyway. But now, She's going to be married to you soon, man. Once once that's the case, you can just trapped. get the cane out, can't you? <laughs> well, then I walk around in the full biohacking equipment. Yeah, like Ben Greenfield. All the stuff Mouth tape, <laughs> red what, glasses on. What brand did you end up going for, Johnny? It's the, Yusuf knows the name of it. I can't remember the... So the, the brand is called Block Blue Light. And I can I can vouch. So I've got a kettle that has blue LEDs when you turn it on. And it's it's 
bright. When you have the glasses on, you can't tell if the kettle's on or not. Like it's that powerful. So yeah. these really are good. if if block blue lights don't look right to you, these are raw optics, R A optics, owned by a guy called Matt Maruka, who's also been on the show previously. Uh, they do these, which are the yellows, and they also do a red pair. I mean, these are three hundred dollars. So. They're, Oof, they're, they, they hopefully they block blue light. Uh, he's Matt's, Matt's at the forefront of of all of this sort of light and stuff. That being said, Andrew Huberman, ophthalmologist at Stanford and stuff, he is pretty adamant that blue blocking glasses will maybe net you small increases, but compared with making sure you get sufficient sunlight throughout the day, including early morning light and ideally some on an mm-hmm. evening, those that's the that's your uh, macros and training. And wearing mm-hmm. blue blocking light glasses on a nighttime is optimizing the creatine dose. So making sure yep. that you're getting sufficient sunlight exposure. Because one of the things that happens, especially in the wintertime, I learned, if people spend most of their day in dark rooms looking at screens, their sensitivity to light generally gets tuned up because they haven't seen any outdoor light. So what you want to try and do is get it to the stage where your screen on an evening is a small percentage of the light that's been viewed throughout the day. At least that's how I, I thought it seemed to be explained to me. So as in you should just use fewer screens? Throughout you, should, the day, I get... you should get more exposure to daylight. Work in front, yeah. of, a, work in front okay. of a large window, ideally where you can open it at least a little bit because there's certain types of light that gets filtered through that. Um, yeah. I mean, yes. in the morning, like since I've heard the Andrew Huberman advice on that, like it's such basic things like just go for a walk first thing in the morning. Minutes, that's it. Makes such a difference. Yeah. The, the, the glasses for me is, is like a, because in the evening, I imagine you two are probably the same. Like I don't really read a book. I'll, I'll sit and watch TV generally. Like we'll sit and watch a series or something. And I don't really want to stop that. Yeah. So this was a way of, of like kind of not making, I, I can, I don't quite feel as bad about it. I can still do it. It doesn't seem to impact my sleep. Well, I think a big um, part of it, at least I would maybe guess 5% of the 10% improvement that you see will be from the story that you tell yourself yeah. about what watching TV on an evening time means and how guilty and the expectation effect. But the problem is yeah. the expectation yeah. effect is so robust, you can't get around it by not it, – you're expecting it. So you need to do a thing that you are sufficiently bought into in yeah. order to be able to believe that it actually works. It's just a shame that the original ones that were far cheaper that actually didn't block blue light didn't give me that gain. Like, they clearly gave me a bit of it. I suppose maybe I had a couple of nights where it didn't really help, and I'm like, yeah, I've lost my trust in these. Seth. But, yeah. Digital one. So there's a browser extension called Hush. There's another one called Stop the Madness, depending on your preference. Both of them stop the internet from being so annoying to use. You know, when you go on a website and there's like five pop-ups, you have to accept the cookies, but you can't just accept or reject. You have to go into the like sub settings and say, no, no, reject or whatever. And then there's like a, a another thing. And and then you can't click on this because there's a there's another Google ad pop-up. And it just gets rid of all the, the noise and just allows you to see what you want to see on a website. And the guy who's designed it has clearly developed it out of pure fury with using annoying websites and he's really the the guy who wrote stop the madness is really committed to his mission so it blocks ads basically or like any it's not just ads it's it's all the surrounding stuff that so you know tom scott the he's like a nerdy british guy you will have seen him he's always like this is the most dangerous crossing in the uk 
and I'm out here in Lancashire and where this has been 34 collisions. So he does all these kind of like documentary stuff, but um, he's got a very good video about why the internet has become so annoying to use. And a lot of it's to do with GDPR and additional regulation. That's not really practical. Mm, Like pop-ups and interruptions and that sort of thing. That's interesting that uh, in order to protect uh, users' data, they've had to make the user experience significantly worse. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a weird trade-off, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so hush or stop the madness extension for Chrome. Right, this is one that turned into two that turned into three, uh, and they're all about Spotify. So first up is share Spotify podcasts with the timestamp. Have you seen this yet? Ooh, no. This new. Not that new. So Christian Hoare sent this in about a year ago, and I never got around to using it. And yet now it's the same as copy a video at URL at time from mm-hmm. um, uh, YouTube. You go onto the use the proper share function on Spotify for a podcast. You press the share thing and it'll come up. And if you are playing partway into it, it'll say either share or you can toggle a slider to the side and say share from time. It means that if you're listening to a section on a podcast that you absolutely adore, you don't need to screen record it and then try and send someone the screen recording and send them that link. It'll open up in Spotify, in app from WhatsApp or iMessage or whatever, and Lovely. it'll open at the exact timestamp that you're talking about. So, I mean, that's brilliant. Just great. This is what podcasts are missing because they're, they're not a social feature. And I think adding in, but it, like I know there's a few apps that like snipped and things that are starting to try and make podcasts social again but I'm glad that it's become a native feature as well. Frankly, I think that audio just continues, when it comes to the virality, they just continue to get eaten alive by video. When you can Mm. consume the same content, when people can share a video clip of one of the hacks that we're talking about here that has the video, how is it going to... It's literally just going to be outcompeted by uh, the audio version. It's always going to get eaten alive by that. So that's the first one. The second one is Spotify for podcasts generally, which has been an an ongoing discussion between the three of us for forever. We all listen to a lot of podcasts. (laughs) Um, I think me and Johnny were very much team Apple podcasts for a long time. It was native. It allowed a bunch of different uh, like subscriptions. It had pop-ups and notifications that were well done. You had an increased number of um, options through Siri. However, I am of the opinion that Spotify is the the daddy, the king daddy. Here we go. When it, which I know Here that you've said. Go. So this is a repeat. This is why I was happy to do three in a row because I know that you've already brought this up probably two years ago. But in in fairness, though, like w- whenever I can, I will always do my damnedest to stay within the Apple ecosystem, and I'll try and use Apple Notes and Apple Calendar and Apple Reminders. And it's only when Apple make it so difficult to stay within that, like Apple Music and Apple Podcasts, they're just rubbish. Like, and I tried, and. Spotify. I mean, just more like, more hey, people. We're over here. Yeah, don't forget, we do this. We do this for a living. Uh, <laughs> more people are going to be listening to this right now on Apple Podcasts than on Spotify. But wow. every month, the uh, not proportion, anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I I would love to bring people over, but the proportion of people listening on Spotify is increasing uh, month on month. I think that shows like Call Her Daddy and Rogan have obviously been a big part of, and it was su- such a smart move. Behaviorally, let's change people by forcing them onto the app. And then we need to, obviously they had to make sure that the actual app itself was sufficiently good, but it was. Um, I mean, one of the things that I really like, I, I don't like the fact that you don't have a feed 
of most recently updated episodes that's done in a very easy way. That was a great element that Apple Podcasts have that I hope Spotify brings mm. across where you could just see all of the shows that have most recently uploaded and then you can decide, oh, which, which one would I like to get from here? It would be great if they limited the notifications. I don't want to be notified every time that Memphis May Fire releases a new song, but I do want to be notified every time that perhaps certain podcasts upload, maybe ones that don't have a regular upload schedule like Rogan, perhaps. Mm. You know, if it's every Monday, Thursday or Saturday, you know there's a Modern Wisdom episode, but you might, Rogan just sort of throws them at the wall. So like that would be cool if you could select particular artists or, or, or podcasts and shows. But generally, I think the not without talking too much inside baseball they've bought anchor they've bought megaphone they've got the spotify advertisers network they've got a bunch of things where they've reverse vertically integrated and forward vertically integrated themselves into publishing into buying podcasts outright and i i think that unless apple do something really 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 impressive very quickly i think well or aggressive yes. because i think apple are always trying to like kick spotify off aren't they mm. yes well they had that uh wasn't it spotify did an entire campaign about how apple was making it uncompetitive for them you couldn't use siri and you couldn't use a bunch of other stuff mm. or if you buy can't a home, pod, home can't, yeah that's so <laughs> annoying but the spotify experience in general like take podcasts away from it just for music their playlists the discover weekly the release radar the like collection of the, the, the annual review they give you where they like tell you what you played oh you're right yeah, like I have, I have years like going back to like 2015 of like my best of music of each year. Like, what a great feature! I didn't even make it. Yeah, they just made it for me. So let me give you my final bit for Spotify here. So you may or may not have seen this. I use my liked songs quite frequently. Main reason being that those because I'm continuing to update them as I go. They tend to be sort of the ones that I'm obsessing over right now. And even if I'm listening to an entire album, there'll maybe be one or two songs from within that album that I love. Now, if you go into your liked songs on Spotify, you will see that there is a little tab at the very top that says Enhance. And if you press Enhance, it will add into the playlist, of which is completely chronological. It'll just throw in every other song or every two or three songs, songs that it thinks you should have liked, songs that you're listening to frequently, songs that you, you probably would have liked already. And then you have... So the is that Release Radar Turbo, Discover Weekly Turbo? Uh, kind of, I guess. I don't use Release Radar or Discover Weekly. So I think that Release Radar and Discover Weekly will probably be songs that you're not yet familiar with. This liked songs thing is resurfacing songs that you're continuing to play quite frequently, but haven't mm. yet liked. And sure enough, you can go through and you can press... Uh, I think it's like left swipe left or right and it either likes it and keeps it in or you can get rid of it because it's it you didn't mean to like it and it wasn't supposed to be there every single one every single song that they've put in on enhanced liked songs playlist has ended up getting a heart I'm like oh, f why why is the why is the new Luke Coombs first track on his album not in there I'm listening to that all of the time so enhanced liked songs and it's, it's one annoying it makes you feel so it. predictable yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's like damn it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got me again. Yeah. There's an extension but, from that which is quite similar, which is if you have a playlist that you've made, you can use playlist radio. Have you used that before? Yeah. So that like happens that, after you so, finish an album as well, right? Yeah, it's by default. But you can force it. So if you go onto like your favorites playlist or whatever, or like a best of in, in the year, it will then just generate things that are similar to it. This is why it's so good. And then it's good for, for podcasts as well. Difficult to beat, man. Such a good, such a good app. Right. I can't see me ever leaving it. 
Johan. Well, so, so that you can't. That's the problem. So although they complain Apple are anti-competitive, they are anti-competitive in that you can't export your podcast selection to another app. So once you're in Spotify, what do you good mean? luck getting out. the ones that you subscribe to. That they make it awkward from a from like an ex, you can't export XML or whatever of the things that you've subscribed to or songs that you've liked. Maybe they've changed it recently. There's like third-party apps that will like plug into your Spotify and you know extract the data but they make it natively quite hard. Hmm. I think that that's probably a relatively small use case for people that are using a like VLC media player custom <laughs> MP3 the traffic download. code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's just if you want to leave Spotify, if you want to use a different... If, if you were using Spotify and you wanted to go to Apple, you oh, have to go that. and manually subscribe to, to everything. I just don't again. want to do that. The only people I know <laughs> that use Apple Music got it for free. The only people I know. That's quite damning, isn't it? Unfortunate. Johan, what you got? I have got. Um, do either of you still use anything like Focus at Will or Brain FM or any like Focus Music? No, service? but my next, you, my next really life hack is, Brain FM. is similar. Okay. Uh, do you remember those? I've though? just got. Yep. Yeah, I've got a set of like, uh, you know, the ten-hour YouTube videos that are like. Uh, meditation okay. music or whatever so i found recently and i did this a little bit during the pandemic because i used to work in coffee shops a lot there's a there's a selection of playlists on youtube which is like coffee shop ambience with a little bit of jazz and as though it's raining outside and i tried i tried it and honestly like an hour later you're like oh god where like where and i'm just in this zone my inbox is empty where have i been yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it's, amazing it is what, the... so you, you play coffee shop music while you're in the coffee shop like no, coffee no, no. shop sounds it's, it's while i'm at home it's while i'm at home okay so it's it's the sound it's like the ambience the, the ambience of a coffee shop and there's like someone saying like hey can i have a a venti venti latte oh fuck. including orders yeah yeah oh yeah my god. are they really think. committed have they got you the chinking think. of of uh honestly porcelain. you hear the coffee you hear the coffee machine going like the the, the milk being frothed there's a little bit of jazz and it's raining outside and you would think that's too much that would be distracting but there's something about that obviously it might just be me but because there's something so about that to it, yeah yeah but it's so helpful what's so it like, called so there's a i have the link the actual link to the one that i use cool. so i'll just give you that cool that'll be in the show yeah. notes below dude I, yeah if that's if that's what gets you off you know <laughs> If that's... I'm, I'm just looking forward to the inbox being like blacking out and then the inbox being empty. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you could just see Cafe so... Nero. You, sir. That was it. Come on. I've So I've got an anti hack to begin with, which is just a failed. So I bought a HomePod Mini recently. Just you reminded me of it before, Johnny. What's that? So HomePod is Apple's version of a home speaker, it's right. their version of like the Alexa speaker or the google thing wasn't that burning um, burning holes onto work surfaces when it first came yeah out? it was <laughs> it was made of some kind of corrosive material yeah sadly it's terrible so i returned it the same day so i'll tell you why because currently i think this was an old life hack from one of the yep. one of the og yep. this is a bose mini sound link if it'll come into focus yep, there we are um Beautiful speaker, incredible bass for what for the size of it. Like it's mind blowing how they managed it. HomePod, too trebly, not enough thickness in the bass. And I am a man that loves bassy music. And it uses Wi-Fi protocol, not Bluetooth. 
So it's actually a real faff to get it to connect to anything. And there's about a two second delay between, let's say, a noise happening on your laptop or iPhone and playing on the speaker, which is fine if you're playing background music. But as soon as you're using it for anything else, it's untenable and it has to be plugged in. So wow. on all fronts, it's, it's not good. There's a lot of very detailed crit- critique of this. Like you put, this all happened within a couple of hours. Within like you two hours. You've, used, done. you've <laughs> used that Bose sound link or whatever it's called for a long time. I've got a, the anchor version, which is 35 pounds, I think. And the battery mm. on it is wild. I can't believe how loud it is. It goes everywhere. It's a good shape as well. You know, it's enough to fit in a laptop bag. It's enough to fit in a day bag or whatever. Yeah. I'm a, so the anti-hack was, don't buy an Apple HomePod Mini or whatever. And yeah, the actual the, hack is well, the actual hack is completely separate. I just I was just reminded just sneaking in a separate that. one. Good, good. Yeah, so I like it. The the hack the hack itself is to get an instant pod, which I think was recommended by Jordan, who listens to the podcast. Incredible. An instant pot is a multi function thing that you put in your kitchen. It does slow cooking, it does pressure cooking, it cooks rice, and you can get a one with a special lid that does air frying as well. So really, it replaces the need for any other thing in your kitchen. So particularly if you live in like a studio apartment in Tokyo or something, and you you just want something that's very space efficient. But where it really comes into shine is you can put a whole chicken into it with some white wine and rosemary and it pressure cooks it within 20, 25 minutes, it's falling off the bone. Like it's deliciously tender. And the way that pressure cooking works is that it infuses the flavor into the meat. So a bit of white wine and rosemary, it'll like push that flavor into the, the very, it'll really penetrate that chicken. Into the fibers. Oh, into the fibers. Yeah. So like chefs really like pressure cooking because of that reason. The only downside is that it doesn't make very aesthetic food. Like pressure cooked food's not, it just looks like a stew. So it's all about taste. Does it smell? Because one of the product problems that you have with air fryers, especially if you do it with meat, it it's like a, a hairdryer blowing the smell <laughs> of cooking crispy chicken around your kitchen. So I can't speak for air frying, but with pressure cooking... No, because the, the the way that it works is that Sealed. it plugs. Yeah, so it plugs it and seals it. However, when it's finished, you've got two choices. You can either let it depressurize on its own, which takes an hour or so, or you can take it outside. Don't do it inside because that's where you, you're basically atomizing the, the smell. <laughs> um, take it outside, flip the switch, and it just goes for about three minutes. Oh, okay. And that's a specific, that's a, an actual... Uh, that's not you jerry-rigging it and just ripping the lid off and being hit, oh, God. hit in the well, face no, by I, 500 PSI of cooked chicken. Yeah, I, I think if, if you were to try and rip off the lid, it would be really dangerous. Like, it would probably... Bad things would happen. Hospitalization, yeah. Fine. Right. That's, have you got... You must have a slow cooker of some kind, Johnny. I don't. It's a surprise. I don't. Yeah, I I'm, don't. A fan of a, I'm a fan of a slow cooker. I've not had a... A pressure cooker before, but... Well, a, a pressure cooker is just fast, slow cooking. 
Good point. Slow cooking on three times speed. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Your uh, oh, favorite actually, thing that's ever. A, that's another thing uh, that I haven't uh, mentioned about the difference in podcast players. Spotify has way more options for fine-tuning the speed. 1, 1. 1.2, 1.5, 1.8, 2, 2.5, and 3. And I think it goes up to 4. Uh, so the, whereas with Apple, it's just it's just not got it. Just not got it, Apple. But if you want to do Modern Wisdom on uh, New and Noteworthy, please feel free to get that on. Uh, right, mine, which is just being uh, reminded by what you were saying, Johnny, there is an option now when you have AirPods on iPhone called background sounds. Are you familiar with this? No. Oh, so what Apple has decided to do is it's realized that a lot of people need not just uh, sound dampening or like the um, noise cancellation on the outside. They actually have, and let me see if I can put this up to here. So come on. You'll see that there's this little ear thing here. If you press mm. that, it pops up and says background sounds and background sounds. So that's ocean. And there is nice. balanced noise, bright noise, dark noise, ocean, rain, and stream. So basically with this, how the fuck do I turn it off? There we go. Uh, this is inbuilt Apple certified background sound. Now, the great thing that you can do about this is you can have two volumes set for it. How much of the volume that is on at the moment when nothing else is playing do you want the background sounds to be at? And then a second volume, which is when you are playing something else, how much of the total overall volume that's available that is relative to what's playing do you want the background sound to be at? Use case number one, I am by the pool in a lovely resort in Tulum, Mexico. I am listening to some cool podcasts that I was enjoying. I think Tim Dillon on Rogan, uh, but there's a crying child. Uh, it was actually a crying child with special needs, but crying child near the pool. I didn't want to hear the sound of this child anymore. Uh, no matter how much noise cancellation I had on, had I have decided to go so loud on Rogan and Tim, it would have been pretty uncomfortable. So background sounds came on low level, only 10, 10%. But that fills in the gap of the background. You've still got noise cancellation. And then coming through over the top, you've got the podcast. Pretty pointless for listening to music along with it. Reason being that music tends to fill those spaces in any case. But for audibling, uh, when you've got a noisy surrounding and you're trying to focus on listening to it, great. And then also when there's nothing, you're on a plane, you haven't had your white noise playlist from Spotify downloaded for offline or whatever, pretty robust the waves or whatever that was ocean one is high quality it's the sound of waves coming over it goes up and down it's active but not too active they've got the white the balance the brown the pink noise they've got a rain one i mean it's apple you know like they, they're gonna get it right that is a good one they're always adding different like there's that feature on airpods where have you seen it where like if you look to the right or the left it still sounds Spatial like the audio is coming yeah that's crazy that that caught me once when i was crossing the road i was listening to like a a video on my AirPods in my pocket and I looked left and I was like, oh my God, there's a car coming. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily that wasn't. I'm wow. Okay. Johnny, what you got? Okay. Uh, which one should I do? I am going to do the, this was recommended to me by a client. So it is a Chrome extension for all of the, well, I don't know whether it's all of them, 
but it, there's a load of visualized value uh, diagrams on every new tab that you open in Chrome. So it's just something that like visualized value. I tend to do. You uh, just very behind it. Do you? Are you familiar with that, Chris? Jack's been on no, the show. Oh, even better. Then everyone will be familiar with it. Then. So it's something that I've been like always wanting to learn more about or see more examples of because every diagram that I see, every drawing that I see is like it's so cleverly articulating this idea. But I just don't. I didn't have a way to get more exposure to them. But I've had so many content idea, ideas, email ideas, um, reminders of concepts that you forget. It's like a, it's like a read wise in some ways, like yeah, a, like a, just a gentle reminder of like, oh yeah. Was it made oh, by yeah, Jack? Gonna, Was it made by Visualize Value? Must have been. Don't know. I don't know. But what? it's just every new tab is a Visualize Value graphic. What's your favorite concept that you've been reminded of recently? Can you think of any? Hmm. A lot of them are to do with like, this sounds morbid, but reminders of death. <laughs> it does sound a bit morbid, mate, not going to lie. Like, but you know what the, I mean, though? They're like, not, like, the, the, I feel like the majority are like about compounding and building leverage with digital products and stuff, but you've gone I straight in. I have seen many the, about death, frankly. The, you know, the idea of like, <laughs> you, um, the, the, not, not just thinking about death in general, but like the stoic idea of, of thinking about death and how things are finite and will end soon. Um, there's, a, there's a few that have come out lately that have been like that, that I always think I should think more about that and give that more, you know, momentum more. I should spend more of, of my, more of my living days thinking about my death. Yeah. So I, I really strongly think that, to be honest. I think they say, what is should. it, a good stoic, a good stoic spends his life preparing to die so that when he dies, he, he doesn't fear it, Some something like that. Where do, where do you yeah. get this? Is it just visualized value? It's just in. In Chrome, just go into extensions and search visualize value, and it'll be there. Chrome extension, very nice. Yusuf. Apple reminders or TickTick, and presumably things, and any task management app will have, any app worth its salt, will have a feature where you can ping a reminder based on your location. So typically used for when I'm leaving the house, it goes, oh, remember your wallet or whatever. I use it as part of a social list for whenever I enter a 30 mile radius of Edinburgh or London or Leeds to get in touch with certain people. Because what you don't want, what you're avoiding here is visiting London and then on your way back, someone goes, oh, you were in London. How come you didn't get in touch with me? And you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I should have gone for coffee with them. So it's having a location-based reminder whenever you enter a certain zone and particularly useful for you, Chris, I guess, where you've got bros in several area codes. Dude, I like that. I think that's cool. Do you remember Facebook used to have a function that was exactly the same? Such and such is near you, is nearby. Ooh, it's quite a creepy function. No, yeah, well, you could that. select it on and off if you didn't want it. Uh, but Apple yeah, Reminders does the, like, when you're messaging someone. I've used that quite a few times. It's so like when you open iMessage and go to message someone. Oh, uh, yeah. The reminder pops up then. And what, what's it? Or like, what's a use case for that? So like, so you need to, tomorrow afternoon, you, you need to remember to message someone about something, for example. So if you were on your phone and you, you, find, or you find yourself in a conversation with someone and you remember the thing that you were going to talk to them about, it pops up then. 
So it's like a person contextual. Yeah, I, I suppose Apple's trying to create this like, oh, like you open a link and it says, oh, Johnny sent you this. Or, mm-hmm. But the Apple also has find my friends feature. The reason mm-hmm. I'm not super on board for that is that that requires you both to have a, a live location tracker at all times. And always on. Not every, yeah, not everyone's mm-hmm. going to be happy with just always sharing their mm-hmm. their location with their friends. No, probably not. Tough one. Uh, right, okay. So this is, I haven't got a car in Austin. I have been single-handedly keeping Uber solvent uh, for the last few months. Uh, first up is Uber One, which is their Uber Premium thing. I think I mentioned this last time, but in case you haven't done, Uber One's great. It works similar to Amazon Prime. You get multiple types of, of benefits. It works on Uber Eats. It also works on Uber. You get 5% off everything, then some preferential delivery. Sometimes you get quicker pickups. Sometimes you get free upgrades. Uh, I think that Uber One also allows you to get more uh, options of the car's presets. Have you ever got into a car and it says, what sort of level of talkativeness do you want the mm-hmm. the uh, driver to have? What sort of climate do you want? Do you want it cool, hot, cold, whatever? Uh, so Uber One is, is part of that. Um, second one is Uber instead of cars, especially if you're spending a good bit of time in a city and you're going away. A lot of the time you might consider, well, I'm going to rent a car because I'm going to be driving around a lot. If you actually look at the cost of Ubering everywhere for a day, it does not come in anywhere close to how much renting a car would be, especially yeah. if it's lots of small journeys. And if it's over a longer period of time, one thing that I've realized is, obviously, on the days that I'm not Ubering, I'm not paying for anything. On the days that I have a car but don't use it, I still pay for the car. That being said, I've missed driving so much, like way more than I thought I would, and I knew I loved driving. Got back here, jumped in my car, took a little while to start up, given that it hasn't been driven for six months. But just felt so great to be back driving. I really enjoy it. Uh, here's the one which was very interesting, and I learned this from a driver that was stopping so that I could collect something from the supermarket. Uber doesn't get paid for stopping. So yeah. the way that your Uber drivers get paid is based on the fee that you are that they're proposed at the very, very beginning. So if you get in a car and it's $9 or whatever, it is in their interests to get you there as quickly and in the most efficient route possible. If you're stuck in traffic, you don't need to be particularly concerned. But it just... I always wondered that. It changes, for me at least, it changes the uh, power dynamic a little bit and also the fear around whether this guy's taking the piss or whatever else it might be. Um, And also if you're stopping to pick somebody up and you're putting multiple destinations in, you're stopping en route knowing that they don't get paid for stopping is from a courtesy perspective for you and the the driver a pretty important thing to know because after two minutes they can only stop for two minutes the reason for that is that they're not getting paid for this so it's in Mm. their interests for you to move quickly and if you want them to get you there on time and all the rest of it i think that it's a, a pretty good courtesy thing to keep your uber drivers happy that you don't dick about when they're stood still so there's no way for the uber driver to take the mick like in a in a London cab, like the driver, if you don't know the area, the driver could take you a really wiggly way around the destination or Precisely. stop for ages. And so with Uber, that's transferred entirely onto the the customer. In the if the customer's like, oh, can we just pull up here and pick up my mate or whatever? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, the the stops and stuff need to be really should just be put in the app. 
Uh, and obviously, everybody should know this, but you can have multiple destinations put into. So if you're going to go and pick somebody up, it's not like you need to get in and then ask him. You can actually place that into the app and have multiple destinations go the way. It's like when you're sharing an Uber back with someone to both, to drop you both off at, at both at each of your houses. And then on the way, one of them says, oh, I want to go to McDonald's. And so you add that in and then that becomes part of, part of the round trip. That sounds like you know, a I've familiar just... memory to me, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Might have happened to me at some point. I've just so in, that, in that instance, of... if you extend the journey, they still don't get anything. What do you not know? No, of course you do. Yeah, because you'll have to. They do because it's yeah, extra, even if extra you travel. even if you just say stop on route, it'll add a fifty p on or something. Okay, um, right. but for, for the two minute stop. Yeah, precisely. I've just remembered. I think one of the original podcasts, probably 2015, 2016 where we were talking about accidentally pressing a Uber XL or whatever it's called, Uber Premium thing. Yeah. And then you just hear like, chuk, 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 in the background, you're like, oh, oh shit. God, and it's just like, you've been charged 10,000 dirhams on a, on a <laughs> fucking helicopter. Okay, well, let's, I think, I've still got loads in the tank. However, we usually finish these off by talking about what we've been watching recently if we've been watching anything good netflix amazon prime hboe apple suggestions uh mm-hmm. i i'm just gonna get it out there right wasn't impressed with lord of the rings i agree very much uh first mm-hmm. two episodes was recording this after the first two episodes were up wasn't particularly impressed uh elon musk tweeted today saying uh, uh jrr tolkien is turning in his grave he also mentioned that the only male character that isn't uh, stupid or narcissistic and is brave, kind, and competent is like one guy. Uh, and it does seem to be a very female-powered show at the moment. Not that there's anything particularly wrong with that, but it was kind of confusing. I don't really understand what's going on. Not that impressed. Have you? Just not very good. Have you watched it? Uh, yeah. What do you think? Just not very. Just didn't really enjoy it. Don't think I'll finish it. Half a billion. They paid for that show. Mm. Two hundred and fifty million was just for the license. No, oh, I mean, it, wow. they were they were set up to for it to be disappointing, really, weren't they? Like, it, it, for it to carry that brand and impress everybody, it's a hard thing to do. I don't think they've done even accounting for that. I don't think they've done a very good job, but I think they had a very hard yeah remit. What about what about the new Game of Thrones? There it is. There it is. Have you watched it, Seth? You watched New Game of Thrones? No, I I only watched the first episode back in 2013 when I was recovering from testicle surgery, and so I wasn't in a great mood, and I just couldn't couldn't get into it. <laughs> Sat there with a lot of opioids in my system, just like oh, I imagine there'd be so many people listening, going like, oh, "Me too, man. Yeah. Me too." That was my experience <laughs> with Game of Thrones. Uh, what do you think, Johnny? Because we were both pretty big fans of Game of Thrones. I uh, thought it was, I thought the first episode especially was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I was a little disappointed with the second episode. I thought that was a little slow. A little slow, yeah. Uh, just generally, it's okay. It, it, they're obviously leaning into the sort of political side of things. Here was Here's my bro science theory around it. You remember when you were watching Harry Potter as a kid or reading Harry Potter and in the first book they were really big into the house points and then mm-hmm. by sort of book three he was breaking people out of um, 
uh, out of jail, but it was still like bothered about what was going on in school. And then by book seven, he's trying to save the world, right? My point being that the way that most of these series, they continue to scale the intensity and the the grandeur of the challenges that the protagonists have to face. Now, the problem that you have with Game of Thrones at the beginning, it's like, here's something happening in Winterfell and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the season, they've got to save the world especially being a prequel, especially only being 170 years before the act- actions of the next one, and also knowing that there is a kind of a limited timeline between the two of them, there is a, an upper bound on how much growth and scale that, that they can't go and fight White Walkers or, or wage a war mm. because that's not part of the law of this world. So they're having to lean in a little bit more to the politics of what's going on mm. within the show, which is great. And the politics side was interesting and exciting, but... I don't know. They're just the 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 feels missing meat to me a little bit. Also, so it, n- not a lot of sex. No. And again, with this, not a massive amount of sort of compelling male protagonists. Like, there's no guys there that I'm really rooting for at the moment. And I don't actually know if I'm rooting for any of the girls either yet. So, all in all, not that much of a fan. A fan, like in waiting, but again, it's because the bar was set so high. I fell so in love with the with the Game of Thrones it, up until the final season that it, it felt similar to me to like a Casino Royale change in the Bond switch. Yeah, like bit more basic. I know there's dragons in it still, but it's a bit more basic. There's a there's a few like the jousting scenes, like very like gritty and real, which are didn't really feel like it happened in the like a lot of the the, the last season of the game of thrones everything's as you say everything's very grand huge battles going on lots of cgi that was just two guys two knights on horses in a arena like i just thought that was quite cool it, it was, was a bit cool. of a change of direction but i do know what you mean um meat. missing a bit of meat there is no meat um, hopefully there will be there will be some meat what have you been watching anything else that you liked i have been watching something called the suspect on itv I think there's only two uh, episodes of it, but really good so far. It's like a psychological thriller um, where there's like a guy, he's a psychiatrist and he becomes the this suspect in a in a case. Um, phenomenal so far, but only it's one of those things that they release weekly, and it's so and you really just you want it all to be on available to watch to finish because it might get might get terrible lord so of the rings releasing two episodes on the first day was bloody smart mm. i'll give them that yeah don't open with one episode i'm just adding the suspect to my list which is a a life hack that we're all all on board with where yeah. you have a list of Keep shows that to watch and you put the person's name who recommended it next to it for Accountability, so you consequences. can I imagine, berate them afterwards. Yeah. I imagine you have a, uh, an external spreadsheet with a rating system of whether or not you should, how highly you should trust that person's suggestions. Yeah, it, it, you, you, so you, you have a coefficient for each person depending <laughs> on their kind of ongoing ranking. And yeah. uh, Johnny's actually winning. Oh. Am I really? Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, Yusuf, that's so have you, have you watched anything recently? I actually watched, I think it was your recommendation, Chris, The Boys. Oh. Wow. So I've just finished the third season. Oh, very. I mean, that's a 30 hour commitment. That is a. About it's as, taken a few months. That's about as good of a 
commendation as you can give i think oh yeah for for me to go home run with it is yeah and it, it's great it's a really really nice concept re- really well executed as well and i think sometimes when you see have shows like that where if someone to explain it on paper you'd be like oh yeah that sounds like a brilliant idea to flesh out and then it falls flat on the on the delivery but this was great on both sides so yeah really good glad if you what you i tried finished that. it i tried it no, I tried oh, it. Johan, come on. I feel like I need, I tried, like Game of Thrones, I had to try three or four times before I got into it. Same with Peaky Blinders. Same with Breaking Bad. So I probably need another go. You're, it. you're not an easy, easy chick to please. That's, I think should, I just need, that. I, I, I am very, like, if I'm halfway through the first episode and I don't like something, I, I'm turn it off. Kill I'm it. not watching it. Yeah, it's worth sticking at. 100%. One more recommendation that's a bit, it's more just that it's because it's unbelievable and it's based on the truth is it's called like the thief, his wife and the canoe or something like that. I think What's it's on one? BBC. It's on BBC or ITV, one of the two. I wasn't intending to say this, but it's based on this. It's a true story about that guy in like Seton Carew who was it was going to claim bankruptcy. So just just paddled out of sea in a canoe and then claimed that he died and hid in the next door house for two years. And his wife claimed life insurance and got all the money. And like this series, if it wasn't based on truth, the things that unfold in it, you'd be like, this is ridiculous. Like who's made this plot? But it's all factual. So is this dramatized <laughs> or a documentary? It's drama. It's a drama of what happens. Yes, so there's yes. bits of it that are slightly exaggerated. Um, but like these two, like tell their kids, tell their family that this guy's dead and he's just, and because they've all got Geordie accents, so he's just like, oh, "Well, I'll live next door, and no one will know." <laughs> so that that reminds me that out of the the stuff that's like you hear the first thing and you're like, "Surely not," and then it gets more and more ridiculous. You recommended the the one about the woman that set up the vegan restaurant, and she met this bad guy vegan. who said, "Bad vegan, yeah," Very and good. he was a bit of a catfish. So. I think for anyone who enjoyed that, there's a couple of podcast series. One of them is called Sweet Bobby, which is the most turbo catfish story that I've ever heard. It's a journalistic um, true crime thing where they they follow through the story. And there's I think each episode is 25 minutes, seven episodes. So it's short and sweet. If you've got a long car journey or something coming up, definitely get onto that. Um, and the other one is called Call Bethel little bit more heavy it's about the systematic sexual abuse in the jehovah's witness community pretty sounds pretty heavy. intense yeah um, but for something a bit more light-hearted fantastic fungi it's, about it's a podcast series or tv a documentary so it's just about fungi as a as a thing not just hallucinogenic ones but how they how they exist it sounds like a really dry boring thing but it's so visually beautiful is it paul stamets really, or no he's on there as well yeah because he's and just then the released other guy a documentary too. i think called how to change your mind which is on the, netflix the documentary about that yeah paul's mm. just like uh, the uh, mushroom man isn't he the mushroom man yeah he he knows his stuff the only thing that he's irks a fun me about guy him, well nice. that a lot of the people on there are like, I have been studying fungi for the last 12 years. And it's like, you know, when someone's an expert in something and they, they just decide to pronounce the thing a bit differently to make them yep. seem like a special expert. RPE. Even though... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched 
Untold. Have you seen these? Oh, yeah. Did you watch the one about them, yeah. Mante Teo? Mm-hmm. Oh, Seth, this is, I would say that this is, especially because you like the catfish things, I would bump this. I, d- I really don't want my coefficient to drop, <laughs> but I would, I would guess, I would be prepared to wage a large amount of money that you will very much enjoy this. It's a two-part documentary series about an American football player uh, who gets catfished online, and they tell the story from his side, from the catfish's side, from the side of his coaches, and he's super famous. He was going to be the number one draft pick one year, and just all hell breaks loose. Uh, And the person that was catfishing him at the time identified as male, now identifies as a woman, and uh, it is... It's very compelling and it's very well done. The thing that I liked the most about it was uh, Mante Teo, the athlete and the protagonist, his attitude. I think he's just a total hero of a guy, like very into faith, very into hard work, just accepted the fact that he'd messed up. The entire world was laughing at him. People were going out on um, Halloween nights out in America, uh, Mante Teo and his girlfriend, and it was them with their arm around no one. And this guy just continued to take it on the chin, continued to try oh, and perform. God. Uh, he's just, he's hes great. So I highly recommend that. I think. That's exciting. So I've i have put that high up on the list. So now currently in the, the leaderboard between you both, okay. we've got Whiplash from Miles, Invasion from Johnny, uh, Untold from you, Chris. Yeah. And then we've got Ex Machina, The Alpinist and The Suspect in that order. So I would get rid of Invasion. Just get rid of invasion. Just delete it. Yeah. Okay. Because that was a Johnny X machina. Stick that up there. That's great. I'm happy this for my great. name to go next to the Mante Teo one. <laughs> yeah. That's, as that's, well. That's double that's coefficient. Awesome. It. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, wow. You're not taking any of Johnny. my scores, Johnny. This is my. <laughs> well, no. It's more just that I think it forces him to watch it first, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but you're also going to benefit to get the credit for yes. it, and that's going to. But I also hit myself yeah. up. I, like I'm the person with the the untarnished record here. Like I'm in the lead. I, I just stand Fair to lose. Enough. If I can slipstream and hang on to the coattails of your fantastic <laughs> suggestions, so be it. Look, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Uh, everybody that is listening, what should they check out of what you guys have to offer? Have you got anything new or cool that's available online? We have a, so it's an, up, we have an updated version of the same thing that's even better. So we help, the majority of what we do these days is we help coaches, mainly personal trainers, anyone in the fitness and health space, move their service online so we just teach what we did in propane fitness so there's a training that explains 90 percent of that for free at propanefitness.com forward slash modern wisdom if instead you just like some fitness stuff so like a training program some macros you can go to propanefitness.com we have a free calculator on there it'll give you some macros give you some calories those are two places and we're also on youtube podcast social media tiktok these days very modern Bloody everywhere. Very trendy. Can't get rid of you. Uh, well, look, I will be doing a post-wedding uh, update, I'm sure, for everyone uh, after your ceremony, your nuptials this Friday, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, are you going to drink, Scone? No, sadly. What You've decided it in advance. What's the thinking yeah, behind well, it's, drinking? It, it's just... Well, it, there was no thinking behind drinking, so... <laughs> That's, that's like saying, what's what's the thinking behind like not putting smear, smearing poo on your face when you get to the wedding? What true. about if I if I in, if I devote like 
if I spent £500 on drinks that were just for you and no one else could drink them. And in the speech, you were like, oh, everyone give a big hand to Yusuf. Yeah, big hand. This is Yusuf. That bar that's over the far side, that bar that's there, I'm afraid everybody is not allowed to go to it except for Yusuf. You're really twisting my nipples here, guys. That's what happens when it's unstoppable force, immovable object. (laughs) Does Yusuf have a beer? (laughs) We'll find out. I'd Friday. sit there and politely sip it, just like, oh. wow. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Johnny. Really to, thoughtful. I'm looking forward to seeing you both. Uh, everything from Propane Fitness, propanefitness.com slash modern wisdom, and all the rest of this stuff will be in the show notes below as well. And that's it. Until next time, gentlemen. Goodbye. Bye bye.